You're listening to Impolite Society with Laura and Rachel. Okay. Should do, I sing? Do, yeah, do you have a song for I just thought I, of a song right now. What was it? <laughs> Should all acquaintance be forgot and ever brought to mind? Then all acquaintance be forgot something, something. An old lang syne. That's the only thing Happy I know. end of 2020. And happy beginning of 2021. You know, things could always be worse, but we have a lot more room to go up than we have to go to down. To go down. That is absolutely <laughs> true. Welcome to Impolite Society with Laura and Rachel. I'm Laura. I'm Rachel. And together we are your hosts who take turns asking each other impolite questions each week and then digging into it with some shoddy research, sharing our own experiences, and then some grade A philosophizing. Armchair philosophizing, definitely. I, you know, if we had armchairs, that would count, but it's more like uh, Turkish lounge. I would love an armchair. I'm in a dining room chair right now, and I would love an armchair. I'm getting there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set up a podcasting studio here very soon. I'm on pillows on the ground in my closet, so we're professionals. <laughs> Hashtag professional. But that does mean the lack of professionalism is made up for in the fact that we are providing you an hour of content with zero commercials. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> and that's because nobody wants to sponsor us. In unrelated news, if you'd like to sponsor us, please reach out. <laughs> no, Wait, no. no, definitely. <laughs> Actually, what if we made it our resolution this year to kind of brush up on our professionalism when it comes to the old podcasting or... Well, that is a great question because today we are talking about New Year's resolutions. What? It's almost like I knew that was the topic. What? I know. (laughs) It's crazy. So how do you feel about New Year's resolutions? Um, My most strong memory of a New Year's resolution is detesting the first couple weeks of January, back when I used to be a gym-going person, because mm. it was always so crowded. And I would think, where were you guys a month ago? Where were you two months ago? I, I'm all about people starting, you know, working on getting better, mm-hmm. making themselves better. But mm-hmm. why does it all have to happen right now when I'm trying to get on a treadmill and somebody's on there? And I know that they're not going to be here in a couple weeks. It's just like, you're just really ruining my day. You're so, cramping my style. You're making it difficult to park. You're taking oh up all the gosh. machines. Yes. Yeah. Um, New Year's resolutions have not impacted me so much since I stopped becoming a gym person or since I stopped being a gym person. Mm-hmm. So actually, I don't I don't really feel very strongly one way or another about them. You know, you know, I'm all about self-improvement and getting better. So so you don't you don't usually make them, in other words. I feel like every year I resolve to lose weight. But, you know, sometimes it happens. Sometimes it doesn't. Actually, that's just an everyday resolution. Every morning I wake up and I think today's the day. <laughs> yep. All right. So, well, I'm going to I'm going to give you my hot take on New Year's resolutions. Oh, please give it to me. Give me your hot take. I fucking hate them. (laughs) And I think people who make New Year's resolutions are losers. That's not the impolite question. That is my impolite statement. Wait, are we not even having a question? We're just making statements? We're making statements today. Hell yes. And it is people who make New Year's resolutions are losers. Thoughts, reactions. Okay, here, here, PC Rachel coming in to, to toe the line. I feel like losers is a hot take. I, I think that there's nothing wrong with wanting to improve yourself. 
No, there is nothing wrong with trying to improve yourself. But I am going to go down the line about why New Year's resolutions specifically, these people, no, not going to happen. It's just a bad thing to start. So here I am. I'm diving into my research. All right. Hell yeah. So first thing I'm going to start with, this is, this is exhibit A is a quote from Oscar Wilde. Good resolutions are simply checks that men draw on a bank where they have no account. <laughs> okay, that fits. I that definitely tracks to me. Yeah, because you know, a resolution it, it's it's like waiting for the first of the year. Okay, all right, I'm going to dive into that. All right. So first thing we're going to ask, who who is it that makes resolutions? I mean, we already said losers, but who <laughs> who else? Right? We're looking at the breakdown. So Young people are more likely to make resolutions than older generations. And I think that tracks, you know, like the the young, the doughy-eyed, the hopeful. Uh, 90% of millennials and Gen Zers make resolutions. Or are they just the ones who don't have their lives together the most? So I can imagine waking up on New Year's Day as a 20-year-old and being like, oh, fuck, I have got to get my act together. Why did I drink that much? Why did I just buy a dozen huge chocolate chip cookies for me and my husband to eat over the course of three days? <laughs> True story. Uh, yeah, that is exactly what my conclusion is going to be. Okay, 90% of millennials and Gen Zers make resolutions, 78% of Gen Xers, 60% of boomers, only 46% of the silent generation. And I think that is the wisdom of age that it just doesn't work. And like you said, that's what it is. Young people, they've got a lot to work on. There are these older people, they are good, they're set, they're happy with their lives, they know what's going on. So young those young people, they're, they're just a mess. That's why they're making these resolutions, because they are a mess. But to be fair, that's still almost half of the silent generation is making a resolution, True. which is insane. Because, A, they had to make the resolution, which I only have, like, so-and-so mental effort to devote to that. <laughs> and, B, they have to admit to it when somebody asks you. Like, if I had made a resolution, and I, I, I've i done some dabbling into this research before. Spoiler alert, it doesn't end well. <laughs> if you made a resolution, and you discontinued it within weeks, why the hell would you own up to that? Nobody has to know. It's your secret resolution. These statistics were all over the place. Like, I went to a bunch of different places for uh, statistics, and... It, it, none of them confirmed each other. Like, it was all over the board. So I, I'm choosing um, my statistics and where I'm coming from. That That's just to be fair. But I, it's also a little bit surprising, too, because I'd say 100% of people have something to work on. And I might just be looking at uh, the baby boomers most specifically. Okay, boomer. <laughs> okay, boomer. But also, I'd be interested to see what the resolutions are for the people because it's just... I'm sure people are resolving to do stuff that's low priority on the grand scheme of things. I'm thinking of the boomers again where they're like, oh, I should probably be more tidy when it's like, no, you should probably be less racist. <laughs> well, racism, being less racist did not come up on the top resolutions for 2020. Uh, I have. <laughs> well, uh, it should be. <laughs> from Statista, uh, what we're looking at top resolutions split evenly. Uh, between top one is manage finances better and eat healthier. So those are the top ones. And then down down the line, really, they, they're mostly related to weight. So be more active, of lose course. weight. And so it's like the top top four, top three are pretty much all around, you know, losing weight, 
getting fitter, getting not being so American and fat. So there's there's another <laughs> ping for loser. Like me, they're fat and they're unhappy about it. <laughs> or are they potentially just feeling that way? Because you know what's we're in it. We're in the thick of the New Year's resolution stuff right now. This this podcast is being released in the second week of January. Mm-hmm. I can relate to a lot of these resolutions a lot more today than I would have maybe in June or July because mm-hmm. of what have I been doing for the last month? Yep. Spending money on presents. Mm-hmm. Eating 12 or a half dozen. Uh, I ate over half of those cookies. Uh, <laughs> eating probably eight giant chocolate chip cookies and feasting on my roast beast and my mashed potatoes and all of it and just laying around watching movies. So I feel like these are very, very specific to the season. Absolutely. I completely agree. And then the rest of them go like improve mental well-being, social connections, learn a new skill, be more eco-friendly was one of the ones on there. Uh, Those 22% of people. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, good good intentions, right? The road to hell is paved with good intentions. But let's give some realism. These are, these are all these grand ideas. Let's talk about who's going to succeed. Of the people who make resolutions, 12% of them who make them right off the bat, they think, I'm probably not going to do this. 12%. These people admitted that I made, it a, made a resolution and then said, it's not going to happen. Hey, the world needs dreamers. Yeah. <laughs> Just maybe by the sheer act of me saying it's my resolution, it will manifest itself. Yeah. I don't believe it, but, you know, might as well. You, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take, Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. <laughs> so that 12%, but the rest of them, they're just kidding themselves. Uh, because as we'll see, it doesn't end well. And also, big shocker, men are more likely to think that they will achieve all of their resolutions than women. Uh, They always uh, overestimate their ability to do things. (laughs) (laughs) I think every woman can attest to that. And it's just uh, the higher the higher your hopes, the farther to fall. Yeah. So maybe that's why if we're going to get big armchair philosophizing, you know, there's such an issue these days with men in depression and maybe that's because they actually thought they could accomplish something. And then when they didn't, ouch. Yeah. See, I never thought I was worth anything thanks to Cosmo <laughs> Girl and Teen Vogue. So I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm exceeding expectations. Well, <laughs> joke's on them because the real failure rate is 80%. 80% of New Year's resolutions don't get done. They mostly fail by mid-February. They get like a month and a half in and that's it. So if we're looking at a bell curve and if the end of the bell curve is in mid-February, we're probably just starting to get to the peak and the people are dropping off. Yeah. Give uh, us a shout out if you made a resolution and, <laughs> and you dropped it already. Because <laughs> you know what? Props to you. I think it's smart. Fail before or give up before you're forced to fail. <laughs> Definitely. You know, fail fast. So the next point goes back to what you were saying about the timing, right? New Year's comes right after Christmas. Mm-hmm. You just spent a ton of money. You drank and ate too much. These, All these resolutions, they're made of desperation and fear. And these motivations do not last long. As we see, they last about until February. Yes, I definitely, 
I'm having to have that monologue, that internal monologue myself where I'm like, you need to start running every day. You need to like really watch what you eat. And it's because I've had the last week off work and what have I done? I've been a little couch potato. Mm -hmm. I've been eating everything. Drinking too much. I'm scared. (laughs) Oh, definitely drinking too much. That's, you know, but that's year round, baby. Um. But it's starting to hit me like, oh, this is going to compound. And I'm thinking like I have to make all these changes. But in the back of my mind, I, I tell myself, just relax. As soon as you start working every day again, things will even out and it'll it'll work itself yeah. out because, you know, you maintain homeostasis. Yes. So it's that that beginning of the year timing that Christmas is right behind you. You feel like, oh, it's a new year, new start. And that's the thing. That's my real uh, gripe with New Year's resolutions. Every day is a fresh start. Every day is the first day of the rest of your life, except for the day you die. Thank you, American Beauty. But I just don't understand why wait until a new year. Like, you have every day to, to change, to do it. So I would like to give a quote from Slick one Reddit user, who <laughs> had this amazing quote. If I'm going to pick something I don't plan to follow through on, why not do it when everyone else is just going to do the same thing? I don't want to fail by myself. (laughs) (laughs) Misery loves company. That's another point in the loser column. Uh, Fail, 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 fail. Everyone's like, yeah, I'm not going to do it anyway. Why not fail with everyone else? And Okay, so this is where I support your loser statement because... (laughs) If you are deciding you're going to fail, it makes you feel better about failing if you see other people failing with you, right? It's like, oh, it's not me. It's that this is an impossible thing to do or it's something that's unmanageable because everybody else is dropping out too. Like if you're running a marathon and everybody punks out at like mile six, you're going to be like, what the hell am I doing? (laughs) This is totally acceptable that people are quitting so I can quit too. Yeah. And I, I don't have to worry about it. Absolutely. And so, and then just down to resolutions themselves. So self-improvement, that whole self-improvement culture that we've got going on, it is a little bit out of control, right? We're always chasing that idealized version of life. Uh, We're looking at Instagram. We're looking at people on social media who have this perfect life and and have the perfect body and like, oh, this is how I eat every day. And look at these pictures of me and this hot outfit. No, look at me and my beautiful family. My baby wasn't screaming their head off five seconds ago. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) Oh, I definitely do. Because I was looking at social media before we started recording and I was starting to feel crappy. And then I have to remind myself, social media is like Survivor in the fact that those people are out there for 40 days and it makes it look like it's action-packed the whole time. But that's just the editing. For 40 days, they're doing a lot of laying around because they're starving (laughs) and there's like no challenges. They just have all this dead time that they just literally sit on a beach and you're missing all the starving. You're missing all the... The agony, the daily agony. Yeah, the sitting around on the beach because they are only taking pictures or like five-second Insta stories of... When you're rising a coup against the leading alliance. I've been watching a lot of Survivor. It's so good. <laughs> you're making me want to watch it. There's another podcaster that I listened to that was talking about it. And I'm like, mm, maybe I should watch Survivor. All the seasons are available on Hulu and yeah. Amazon Prime. That's and the best I, seasons yeah. are on Netflix. Kagayan. It's great. <laughs> so when it comes to this self-improvement culture and wanting to be, we, we want to be everything. And Some of them are completely contradictory. So you want to be young. You want to look young. You want to feel young. You want to be, you know, open to new ideas and hopeful and all these things. But we want to be 
wise. We want the wisdom of years and experience and to be respected and and thought of as a person who's got it all together. Those things are totally total opposites, right? Yeah, especially in this day and age, we want to be young looking, but Mm -hmm. we don't want to be treated like we're young because a lot big part of being young is saying, I don't know. In this day and age, we have to know everything and be sure of those convictions. Yeah. And then there's the other one, the rich man and the everyman. We want to be wealthy. We want to have all the things that we dreamed of. We want to have the big house and the fancy car and the vacations, all that kind of stuff. But we also still want to be the everyman. We want to be relatable. We want to be able to be someone that people can have a beer with. Well, newsflash, you can't really be both, right? And we want to be worldly. We want to travel. We want to go out and and explore new things. And then we also, but we're also like, oh, we want to spend time with our families. And we want to cultivate a sense of community. All of these things, all these ideals, you stack them all up and they're all completely contradictory of each other. You know, you can't be everything. Wait, you don't, you can't be Scrooge McDuck and also very likable while traveling, <laughs> but having good relationships at home and staying super slim and trim while being a foodie and having a successful food Instagram account. Are you telling me I can't be all these things? Exactly. That is exactly what I'm telling you. Bullshit. I'm resolving to be that today. <laughs> <laughs> Loser. Oh. But the overall message of self-improvement is that you aren't good enough, right? So you, you're self-improvement. You have to improve. When, and then what it does, it just it's a cycle. So you try and you fail. And you just validate that original theory that you weren't good enough, that you needed to improve. And it goes into this this shame spiral. And I'm very familiar with the shame spiral of you try something, it doesn't go so great, you fail, you feel bad about yourself, you do the thing that you were trying to avoid, and then you go back and around and around and around you go. Okay, here's where my hot tight comes in. Okay. You are not good enough. Nobody's good enough. I've known a lot of humans, and I, a lot of humans I've known have been wanting for something or another. So just because you're failing at it this time, it's all about prioritize. If something's really important to you, you prioritize it and you work on that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just haven't failed enough. Maybe I haven't tried enough. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That's not. <laughs> that's not. A, that's a dig on myself because failing is important, and it just means I haven't done a lot, right? If I haven't failed, I haven't done and tried a lot of things. But I'm just saying that nobody's perfect, and I mean, I guess everybody. You are good enough, right? Everybody has intrinsic value as being a person, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean you can't improve yourself and always be striving to be a better person. And that's like a hallmark of my personality is I'm always wanting to get better at something or learn something or create a podcast <laughs> about something. <laughs> I hear you. So there, there is this fine line between healthy, continued growth and feeling like you're never measuring up. There, there's a line there that gets a little bit dodgy. And I think that line a lot of the times is New Year's resolutions. Not not the line, but a sign of that line are people who are just pounding the table. It's like, this year is going to be different. This year is going to be my year. I'm going to change things up. And I would just say that happy, successful people don't make resolutions. They accept who they are. They accept their flaws, that they do need improvement, and they work 
work on it every single day. They do small incremental steps to change, not these grand gestures of New Year's resolutions of going to the gym every day. You know, they they start big. They're saying, I'm going to go to the gym every day for a year. You're not going to do that. And I mean, everybody. Nobody's going to do that. No. There's probably like one person in the world who does that. Yeah. And that's because they have nothing else going on in the world. (laughs) Impolite. And I mean, you go even like I always think of it every year. I go into Marshall's because I love Marshall's, right? Oh, love Marshall's. And New Year's in January, all of the exercise clothes are like moved out of their regular spot to the front. To the front. Yeah. To the (laughs) front of the store. And I'm like, just just people. If you didn't know where the exercise section was before, you're probably not going to keep keep going on. I don't know. It just it, it really chaps me. Uh, well, and that just is a sign of our society, right? Because self-improvement can only be done by by consuming, right? So that's what it comes down to where this – that's where I think the losers come in, like mm-hmm. you said, the people who are never going to achieve their goal. So you don't need fancy gym wear to go work out. I wear my old T-shirts all the time when running, and I see all these people running by me with their fancy equipment. Their Lululemon. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. I don't need it. Really, we should all be doing our athletics in the nude, like the Greeks, because that's how our bodies were. Okay, with but sports bras for sure. Uh, oh, yeah. I my thighs touch, and uh, it would be really bad. I will. I I get like chafe thigh if I don't. If I yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> but here's another question too that might be kind of maybe rude. it would shame any- me into losing more weight. <laughs> well, that's what I was gonna say. If we were just nude all the time, I feel like we would be smaller because you can't hide it. I mean, Definitely. in the winter, I get a little fluffier, right? Because it's like I can put on all these layers and I don't notice <laughs> <laughs> when they start creeping up. Yeah, I mean, everyone says like the New Year's uh, or what well, they. D- Everyone says, I just want to look good naked. Well, if we were naked all the time, yeah, God, that would be awful. I hate that. That That is like a nightmare scenario where I'm naked all the time and I don't have my carefully curated closet of outfits to hide all of my disgusting flabby layers. Ah! <laughs> or you would see everybody else's disgusting flabby layers and be like, eh, I'm not so bad. No, you know? no. I think we both know that that's not the case. It's just because if you're still presented with those beautiful, amazing people on TV, you're going to be like, ugh, I'm disgusting. And then we'll resolve to be better. But anyway, what started (laughs) us down this train or this thought process was that uh, a lot of the 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 losing resolutions, if you're having – I don't think everybody who makes a New Year's resolution is a loser. I'll say that. I kind of disagree on that line because I always think that if you're going to make a change, whatever kicks off that positive change in your life, beautiful. Um, But the ones who who are more about performing the resolution than actually holding the resolution. So you're saying you're going to go lose weight or eat healthier and you go out and you buy all these gym clothes or you buy this fancy uh, air fryer because Mm -hmm. somehow that's a healthy thing. I don't know. Isn't it just an oven? I'm so confused by the air fryer. Anyway, go ahead. It's a convection oven, but it is nice. Anyways, (laughs) if you go out and you buy all this stuff and that you're counting on these possessions and this this, um, consuming to help you achieve that, that's when you become a loser because you're not even... You're putting your belief in the wrong thing and you're becoming a victim of capitalism in that regard. Yeah. People think uh, they accumulate enough toys and enough tools that that'll make them do the thing that they want to do. Like, I have two Roombas. I'm still not clean. I have one Roomba. We just got a Roomba for Christmas. 
Austin. Well, I, I got it for Austin. Oh, my God. I got. OK, so I just got my second and I should make a Christmas card and post Instagram post and be like, our family just grew <laughs> by one for Roomba. the room. Oh, how about the puppy? Why don't you post the puppy? Because I don't want to be shamed. Oh. Well, not shamed. Okay, so, dear listeners, my dog died this past month. I know. Um, I'm, I'm resolving to not cry about it. <laughs> loser. <laughs> oh, I'm such a loser. But then I also got a new dog within a week, and I feel like that's really fast, and I don't know. No. Also, I, I didn't I want to post it. anything about the dog dying because- yeah, I get that. I got him from a friend, and this is me being truly altruistic, is if I never tell her the dog dies, then in her mind, her family dog is living forever. And isn't that beautiful? Schrodinger's cat? What is that? The you know, Something like that. Yeah, where the cat- It's a dumb thought experiment. It's stupid. Anyway, I get what you're saying. Yeah, so she can just never have to, she can just be like, oh, Cody's out there living forever and having a good life. He lives on a farm now. A happy, happy farm. Aw, poor Cody. R.I.P. Cody. We love you. We miss you. Uh, Pour one out, man. Okay, I'm going to make her cry. All right, let me keep going. No, I'm not going to cry at this point. I'm resolving not to cry about it every day. (laughs) I have a puppy now. He's pleasantly distracting. My cup, my coffee mug, because we're recording in the morning. Speaking of resolutions, we're being very resolved. We're not drinking. We're (laughs) drinking coffee. It's bright and early in the morning. Yeah, it's only because it's morning. I thought about it, (laughs) but I just And my coffee cup says dog lover. And as I'm here on a week of having a puppy, I'm like, mm, maybe I'm not a dog lover. Why would you be a dog lover? You're a dog lover. The puppy. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Puppies are hard. Yes. I, I, I'm resolving to never get a puppy. <laughs> okay. So back to resolutions. So that that's my case about why New Year's resolutions suck and people who make them are losers. But I'm going to talk about me haha, and about how I don't make resolutions and why I don't make resolutions. Cool. I love learning about you. Yeah, that's right. My whole damn life is a resolution. Like you said, Rachel, every day I wake up and I'm like, today's the day. (laughs) Every day I'm pushing myself and I'm failing almost every single day to eat better, to get more done, to move more, to read more, to write more. Everything is like I'm always striving for something. And I spend my whole life trying and failing. I don't need to fail when everyone else does in one big swoop. (laughs) <laughs> I just don't understand that waiting till January 1. If you want to change your life, change it. If you want a better job, you should have got a better job, you know, in June of last year when you probably already hated your job. You wanted to lose weight, you should have woke up every single day and said, today is going to be the day. And maybe you fail, maybe you succeed. I don't know. I know I fail. But you don't have to wait. It's just, I, I, just, I just don't understand. I, I can't wrap my brain around it. Well, I don't think it's so much as waiting. Like I decided on September 22nd that I'm going to wait until the new year to start a resolution. I think it's coming like exactly what the research said, coming through the holidays and then feeling like a total slob and a total like garbage person (laughs) and then waking up on January 1st or January 2nd because, you know, you got to go to brunch on New Year's Day, (laughs) drink mimosas. Let's be real. So then after that, you wake up and you have this whole day. All your parties are behind you. All your events are behind you. You kind of have this long, sad stretch of the winter. (laughs) And you think, you know, now's the time. So I don't think it's so much as a plan. I think it's just so much people wake up on New Year's Day and they're like, what do I don't like about myself? Which 
for most people, it's a lot of stuff. So then you just resolve that day. I don't I don't think it's like, oh, I'm going to start this as well, maybe over the holidays because you're not going to start a eating healthy diet, on the 24th. Yeah. yeah. No, that's not ever going to happen. But I do agree with you that it's not one big decision. It's millions and trillions of tiny decisions that you make throughout the year that really leads to self-improvement. Yeah. But if I had to make um, a resolution, I am resolving, and I don't know, am I jumping ahead? No. By doing this? Okay. I'm going to say that if I had to make a resolution, it's going to be to, I'm going to save it for the end though. Okay. What was I saying before that? A million tiny tiny decisions. Decisions that you make throughout the year. Mm -hmm. End of thought. Well, I'm going to say, I'm going to make a case specifically against making resolutions right now, this year specifically. So- 2020, I think we can all say that it was a pretty shitty year. Agree? <laughs> it was un- it was different. Yeah, it was different. I had a lot of ups, but overall for the world it was yeah, a bad year. Yeah, and I'm not usually that person. I've I've ha- I know people who are like, "Oh my god, 2018 has just been the worst year." Like, do you have people who who say this kind of stuff? We say everybody says it on the I internet know. every year like I know. Riddance. And it drives me nuts. I had this friend um, that she says it pretty much every single year, but it was like, I don't even remember what year it was, but it was a few years ago. And she was like, oh my God, this is the last straw. It was somebody who put, she, <laughs> she posted this, uh, thing about some like 90 year old pilot. She's a, she's like, uh, an aeronautics person. She really likes pilots and planes and all this kind of stuff. This like 90 something year old pilot died. And she's like, God, what a shitty end to a shitty year. I'm like, the guy is freaking 90 something years old. <laughs> He had a yeah. long life. He was up in the yeah. sky with yeah. the birds. He's, 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 he's got to die sometime. Like, if he were, a, like, a 20-year-old pilot that dropped dead, I'd be like, yeah, that's unfortunate. But, like, just somebody dying? Like, somebody old dying? It doesn't make... The, did she know him No, personally? it was like a, like a celebrity pilot. So, you know... Oh, well, okay. It's like when, when you hear, I, I, you know, somebody, you know, Prince died. They're like, oh, God, it's the worst year ever. I mean, that was more of a, a shock or sudden thing. But a freaking 90-year-old man, I, I guess the point is is that I don't think years usually suck, uh, like, as a whole. Like, you mm-hmm. might have personally have a bad year, you know, where a lot of bad shit happened to you. But, like, your year might have sucked, but, like, the year didn't suck, except for this year. <laughs> I think 21 or 2020, we can successfully say uh, it was a bad year. Collectively, definitely. And I think I I agree that it was a bad year, but I also don't think thinking of it as a contained 2020 year is the right way to think about it because nothing has changed yeah, today or the day that we release this podcast. What's going to be drastically different is December 31st, 2021. And that's what we just got to keep our sights on. We're moving towards that next year. And we're going to keep going forward and it's going to keep getting better. And we're resolving to get this coronavirus thing taken care of this year through vaccines and maybe actually wearing masks, people, (laughs) and doing everything that they've been saying we're supposed to do for the last nine, ten months. Well, my point is... Now I'm on my My point is, is that 2020 has been harder enough. So New Year's resolutions... They're extra credit, right? People people mm-hmm. don't resolve to stay the same weight, but maybe they should because that's hard enough. But what I'm saying is that this year it has is. been hard enough. And 
you know, if you're the kind of person who's who's had a great year and you're ready for extra credit, fine, great, go for it. But I think the rest of us, we all just need credit for doing our everyday shit, getting through the day, you know, getting up, taking a shower, taking care of your kids, eating food preparing food you know all of this simple shit putting some kind of sustenance yes, into your body like all of this simple shit that before I, I i don't know maybe it's just because i had a kid this year like everything seems so hard <laughs> that it's just give yourself credit for what you have done you know maybe instead of resolving to be better maybe you should just give yourself a little hashtag gratitude for all the things that you got done in 2020 you survived you're done that year is in the books. And yeah, we're not out of the woods. 2021 is also going to hold unique challenges specific to probably the definitely the coronavirus. But give yourself a little bit of grace. Don't set yourself up for failure and start 2021 with feeling like you didn't get the shit you wanted to get done done by mid-February. Just be grateful that you're here. Which this to me kind of stands in contrast to a conversation we had for a podcast that will be released in the future about self-care when I said that I consider self-care to be taking care of myself and doing all those things that you said that we should be patting ourselves on the back for. <laughs> and Laura goes, Laura goes, oh, that's just the table and uh, table sticks. You know, that's just part of being human. That's not special. And here she is saying you deserve a pat on your back for feeding you and your yeah. family. I don't know. I kind of take the opposite approach. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Fine. You got me. You got me. I yeah. gotcha. You didn't know you were signing up to be got gotcha today. journalism, Rachel. But some days it's it's the basic necessities. Other days it's a monument. Well, I guess it's the year that it's what makes it monumental. Yeah. Well, and that's all I got. And we're at thirty five minutes. That's not great. <laughs> no, I think this could be our best episode yet. You think? We're just giving people a little tiny taste because we're just relaunching. This is part of our relaunch. And if you want to just get a little nibble of what the Impolite Society podcast is about, this is a good, it's a good hors d'oeuvres. Oh, this is how we say hors d'oeuvre in the Midwest. Hordy d'oeuvres. Hordy d'oeuvres. I like that better. <laughs> yes. We're so uncultured out here. But I have a question, right? Okay. So I know you said they're for losers. Mm -hmm. So let's be losers for a second. Okay. And if you were to make a New Year's resolution, what would you be resolving to do in 2021 other than make our podcast a hair more professional? I roll. Uh, what would I resolve to do? I mean, like I said, the same shit that I resolve every goddamn day. Lose weight. Lose 50 pounds. That's always what I want to do. Lose 50 pounds every day. I got a, we got a toolkit for Christmas. I can help you do that today. I just drive out there, saw. Oh, okay. Like a you foot 50, or that, a foot is yeah, not I don't think pounds. your foot bears no. 50 pounds. <laughs> but Maybe I'm just saying like, we can make it happen. This is gross, but like sometimes like I pull together all of my belly fat and look down at it and I'm like, what if I just like sliced it off? <laughs> <laughs> and oh, then they I used could to like have those thoughts, and then they could like skin graph over it, and it would just be gone. These are the things That's... that I think. Is this body yes. dysmorphia? Is this like literally the definition? I don't know. I'm not a psychologist. That's why we <laughs> say what we do is armchair. Um, but I have had those thoughts before. But I do think they used to do that when they would do surgery. They would like have a person open, and they would just like any anytime they saw fat, they just cut it away, throw it out because it's like they didn't need it. 
And I think people started dying because they were taking too much blood out. But there has to be some way to do it because people get liposuction and then that doesn't. They go underneath the skin and they like jab it. Like watch a video of liposuction. Oh my God, it's very violent. (laughs) Oh yeah. No, no, no. It seems like such a like harmless thing. Like you said, I just cut it off, throw it away. But yeah, it is very violent. But the sad fact is that whenever you make a fat cell, it doesn't go away. It just shrinks. So that's a, a fun way to start the new year. Just it's, a fun reminder of all the fat cells we it, created in holidays. It's also interesting, like when you cut open a body. Uh, again, back to my uh, mortician it days comes when up you cut every it open. Episode. Like there's a lot, like people who are large they have these large large globules uh of fat instead of people who are thin have these uh, the same number they're just like small and petite uh these just oh they got cute little fat nodules no they're not cute they're all disgusting but um (laughs) it's it was really interesting to see it in in person like when you slice open two different bellies and see like these big blobs versus these little little Dobbies, like like they might look like pomegranate seeds, you know, for a normal sized person, maybe even a little bit smaller. And then you get a big person and it's like the size of a grape. Wow. So can you ever see? I feel like that means you can see like individual fat cells. Like this keep yeah. getting bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And they're like, hey, how's it going? They're waving to you. They're playing pinochle. Yeah. <laughs> they have a society. Well, okay. So that that's my resolution. What about you? Okay, so I would definitely resolve, which is, again, something I feel like I should be working on every day, is to be more aware of where my time goes. Because this little thing in my hand that lights up and has a picture of my recently deceased dog on it. Aww. Um, I spend a lot of time looking at it. I Like we were talking about when we kicked this off, we had a little bit of technical difficulties. And I had a half an hour uh, waiting for us to get the show on the road. And I spent it just looking at Instagram instead of actually maybe doing something that would have contributed to the show. And so I'm going to resolve to try to spend less time looking at my phone or at least be aware of the time that I spend looking at it so that I can, you know, like when you start wanting to lose weight, mm-hmm. step one to losing weight is stepping on the scale because you got to know where I you're do starting that from. every fucking day. Disappointment. Yeah, but every you know where you're starting from. Day. Yeah. Uh-huh. If I was gonna <laughs> if I was gonna be your counselor, I would say maybe don't weigh yourself every day. Well, okay. Well you're the you're the motivational one, I feel like, especially after we did that self care episode. You're you know, talking about how to get things done and all that kind of stuff. Give us some advice, Rachel. On how to have a New Year's resolution that's successful? Yeah. Okay. Let me think back to things that I've done. <laughs> That episode was also fueled by a lot more alcohol, so I was probably a little bit more grandstandy. I don't know. To me, the biggest thing is just doing it, right? Like, starting is always the hardest part of anything, whether it's running, sitting down to write your great American novel, or or recording a podcast. You just have to start it, right? That just gets everything in motion. And I've spent so much time dreading going for a run, because I used to run a lot more. Um, I'm also very competitive. So it's now that we don't have races, uh, it just doesn't do it for me. <laughs> but I spent so much time dreading it and putting it off. But you never regret it after the fact. So if you want to do something, just start. And if, if it's hard, 
just do as much as you can and, and then keep going from there. And find out what motivates you like competition because I never run faster than when I'm trying to pass somebody. <laughs> I That brings to mind uh, my favorite marketing slogan ever, Just Do It by Nike. Mm-hmm. The genius of that is amazing. Uh, literally, just just fucking do it. Don't don't spend so much time procrastinating, thinking about how you're going to do it, when you're going to do it, if you're going to do it. You know what approach that you're going to take. Just fucking do it. You know, I I love that. I used to tell myself that all the time. I, I've kind of gotten away from it. Maybe ha. Huh, maybe I'll resolve in 2021. Maybe I'll tattoo it on myself. Just do it. Is that. You can spend all this time kicking it around, but in the end, just do it. And it might be shitty when you start, but you're going to get better. That's what I would say about writing. You know, they sit down and just barf onto the page, you know, and it doesn't have to be good. You just have to start doing it. And then over time, things will come together. Things will get better. And I think that's true probably for everything. If you just start a podcast, it might turn out, might start out shitty, but it'll get better. Sometimes, yeah, you start a podcast, you have a couple catastrophic audio failures, mm-hmm. you make, you find what is good about it, then you maybe take a six-month break, <laughs> you it, start over from scratch-ish, and then you're us today. Exactly. And ho- hopefully we're better for it. I mean, I feel better for it. I feel like it's it's um, improved. Absolutely. Since their first one that we recorded on your couch. And if you're interested in watching that journey start, from beginning to here we are today. All of our old podcasts are still out there. They are actually in this feed. We will call it Big Talk um, because that was our first podcast. It was very abstract. But it's some good stuff in there for sure. Oh, I think there is. I, I That's why we kept going because we liked it. Uh, and we have fun, which is, of course, the most important part. Which this one might I, – I hope we're. I hope you're having fun. I'm having fun grandizing and soapboxing. I but am. at the risk of – sounding too motivational self-helpy i'll just say all these things in your head like on the in the vein of getting started just do it you are good enough you are smart enough and gosh darn it people like you oh shit i was gonna go the opposite way (laughs) i was gonna say you can that's a quote from Stuart smalley (laughs) from snl oh okay (laughs) you can have all these things that you consider yourself but you're none of those things unless you do it right because it's all our world is socially constructed. So, I mean, I guess that's not even socially constructed. If you want to be a writer, if you want to be a painter, you want to be a podcaster, if you consider that in your head, that's not real. What's real is what's out in the world. So go out there and just do it. And I think that's where we should end it and at risk of grandizing for, you know, another 30 minutes. That's fine with me. So that's the takeaway. Don't make a resolution. Just do it. Just do it. I love it. That's like, Cuz resolutions are for losers. That's a nice throwback to a big talk bow on it. We put a bow on it. Yeah. We wrapped it up. I think this is a good bite-sized intro to the pod. If you want to take a deeper dive, listen to some of the other ones we released with it. They are pretty good. We're talking about sexy dead bodies. We're talking about the biggest taboo of how much are you worth to our capitalist overlords and also so you think you're smart, you know? <laughs> dummy we're all this podcast. how smart can you be <laughs> <laughs> you listen to these dummies talk about all how we're all dummies but anyways follow us see you later yes and all the stuffs it's all in there welcome to the impolite society we hope to see you here again uh oh what's that what do i hear oh shit
Oh, snap. It's the drums. It's the drums. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you, later. See you in two weeks. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, I hit the wrong thing.